all, this is Market Explainer. My name is Danny. I am joined always by the junior co-host, this guy, Mm -hmm, my good friend, mm -hmm. the big man. We are America's number one business news podcast. Well, we're going to talk about a few stories, but before we do that, I want to tell everybody about our Patreon. You can go Mm -hmm. to patreon.com slash market explainer, and you can join one of our tiers, and we're going to be throwing up uh, some new shows, some different content, a lot of it in the vein of what we do here at Market Explainer, some of it in the vein of how we started making content together, which is movie reviews. We're going to do one or two of those. Um, so, Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a place for us. You know, doing it on Patreon versus doing it on our traditional channels gives us a little more flexibility, a little more opportunity, because the minute we start posting things with copywritten content where you know, everyone's sure, going to start having yeah, yeah, a conniption, yeah. we can say certain words. We can't say dosakis on ours. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've done a couple of those episodes here and there as a test. We like them. And now we have a place for those to live that's over on patreon.com slash market explainer. You can also get there from marketexplainer.com, which includes all of our episodes, our Patreon, links to everything that you need at marketexplainer.com. That's right. And we also have um, links to all of our sponsors, many of which uh, I own. (laughs) How many does the big man own, you ask? One. So... uh, So listen, Go ahead, Danny. Go we ahead. occasionally like I like to talk, you know, talk about the stock market. I had been out of the market mm-hmm. as an investor for some time just this morning, jump back in. Um, so there's going to be a huge rush of IPOs coming this fall. And I just want to point out before everybody goes public that uh, this has never failed before. Right. Okay. All right. Don't start with your crap. Don't start with your negative, Nancy. I'm not the being whole world's going to explode. No, I, that's not what Everything's I'm saying. Everything's going to uh, crash. Everything. Okay. One one of the expected IPOs. I don't know if it's covered in this article. I can't remember. But one of them is our good friends over at Rivian. I know they're trying to go public this fall or in the spring. Um, and I say good friends. We hang out all the time. I'm on uh, their board. No. Um, no. Well. I identify as okay. being on their board. Let's back up for a second. Let's okay. tell everybody what the actual story is. The story is already in this year, it's been yes. one of the busiest years for, for IPO. both IPOs and SPACs okay, in history. If that trajectory continues for the rest of the year, which they believe it will, right. it will become the highest IPO SPAC mm-hmm. year in history what danny was alluding to in that this has never happened before and it can't fail is the last time that we got even close to these numbers the second highest or currently the highest was the dot com 2000 to in 2000 the dot com what we now call the dot com bubble right yeah. the dot-com burst um so that's what he's referring to so that that's really the story we're talking about here but i don't look this is different than it was in 2000 and 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 let me let me explain to you why before we get into some of these like he brings up rivian and stuff like that right. most of the companies not all but most of the companies back in 2000 the dot-com eras these were companies that did nothing for no one 
at the best, they were software companies that were supposed to build a product for someone else that was right. eventually going to solve a problem, right? That And everybody was so making so much money as investors that the common person jumped into the market thinking I can throw money at anything and it's going to make me rich. It's going to make me a return. So they ended up investing in things that led to nothing. So the only people that made money were the people that owned those companies that initially offered those, right? And yeah. then they maintained being rich while the investors got nothing when the bubble burst. Um, yeah. So to quote Dave Portnoy, Oprez, stocks only go up, baby. Um, that's not true. They come that's down not sometimes. True. Um, I think we've seen unprecedented market liquidity from the Federal Reserve, which sometimes contributes to that feeling of everything going up in price. It's also called mm -hmm. inflation. Well, some the, people, but some here's what's different now. These companies that have gone IPO this year, these companies that have gone SPACs this year, in by and large, not all. We've talked about right. several of them on this on this podcast. That Correct. you know, but by and large, are companies that offer a product. These companies have been around for a couple of years, right. or they've done something specific that they they a lot of them make money. But and here's what's a little different in this year, and this is part of this story. This year, even though we've had so many IPOs and they're making money, what I consider a flag in the, I guess it would be a green flag, not a red flag to me, right. is most of your IPOs this year have actually underperformed, meaning that they have closed the first day or within that first week at less than they initially went IPO. Right, which you would think that that would be a signal to people trying to go public, be a SPAC or IPO. It would be a signal to them to have some pause. But the reason that I, I think a lot of these, if, like, you know, in the article, let's just talk about a couple of these names here, right? Mm -hmm. Warby Parker, right. Uh, Fresh Market, I'm unfamiliar with them. Authentic Brands, I know they are. Nautica, Eddie Bauer, that kind of thing. Yeah. All Birds. Right, these are just a few of the companies. Instacart, uh, sweet. You know green. who Instacart is. Of Everybody course. knows Chiboni for or Chibani, Chibani, whatever yeah. it is for Greek yogurt. Fantastic You've yogurt. seen it in your your community. Impossible Foods, right? So, which everybody knows from the Impossible Burger, right? Yes. That, that, so, what is it? Uh, uh, Burger, Burger King, King the right? The Impossible Whopper. Burger and stuff like that. Yeah. So these, most of these are actually pretty big names. That's what I'm talking about. Right. These are and actual so, companies. Right. And so if you look at them, though, most of these, if not all of them, have another common thread, and that is Silicon Valley venture capital, right? Sure. So a lot of these companies are, they have huge investment from, I don't know where the, but I can just throw out some names and probably be correct. Andreessen Horowitz, Sequoia. Um, <laughs> I don't think that, uh, you know, uh, Masayoshi Son is anywhere on here. Um, but I'm just saying that if you look, it's billionaires playing with money from exits that, that from companies from the 90s, from the last boom. Okay, this is so the, 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 the connection I'm trying to draw here is a lot of these mm -hmm. venture capital funds made their bones going public 
in two thousand with companies. Well, that they but that's out. how they get their money back, right? That's I get, get venture capital back. of these companies. They go IPO. <laughs> I get all of my money back, right? Plus and them. give it Plus to them. the next, and give it, it to the next person friends. and whatever. But you look, you've got companies like Stripe, like online pro- payment processing, yes, right? Which I use. I mean, Again, that's my point. Is you've got yeah. you've got companies that are actual companies going on the market versus two thousand, right? Now yeah. you're talking about like if you really look at these numbers. I mean, how many days are in a year? Three sixty-five, right? Something like that. Three hundred sixty-five days in a year. If we keep on track, just the ones that we know about, you're right. talking about three hundred and seventy-five IPOs alone this year coming in the fall or this year totally? no, no no that would if if everything that yeah. we already people that have already filed for yeah. an ipo right, right whatever the estimation is is 375 total in 2021 that's more than one a, a day of the calendar year when yeah. you break that down into actual stock market trading days it right. comes out to like two a day which is insane right which is that, that many companies would be and- Right. And I think what we were both alluding to, but not saying, and this isn't a political statement, but this is a method for for the initial investors to liquidate their positions, to make good on their investments, sometimes to the chagrin of the uh, of the of Main Street. Right. Sometimes to to the detriment of Main Street. Now, that being said, I know a handful of day traders who are all retired guys, actually. Mm-hmm. Who are doing great, right? The market, this market has been treating them very well. And they're looking at some of these IPOs saying, hey, I'm going to pick up a couple of points here when Warby Parker goes public, right? Right. So, well, which- you've seen this trend. We said earlier that a lot of initially, your lot of IPOs were trading downward day one. Again, right. by my, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm the resident stock guy. I, you know what I mean? I, right. Between Danny and I, and, and they, we talk about this, or I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. That these valuations, and Danny and I have talked about these valuations are insane, right? And people are picking <clears throat> up these initial stock offerings, and then they, your investors, your knowledge investors, start flooding in at rates that are more reasonable to what the company is supposed to, and it drags that price down, right? Right. Because they can't sell it for the inflated price after the initial, and it drags that first day, that first week, that first month down to a more realistic, right, uh, valuation, and your initial investors see that. Now, long-term is different, right? But your initial investors see that, and what it's done, just like the housing market, when you have things for selling less than what you want to sell it for, it right. drags down the whole market. So what you've seen here recently is IPOs have more realistic valuations, which means their first day, their first week, their first month looks better because they... More, we're more realistic with that initial day offering, right? right? And if and if that trend continues, then you'll make those day traders will make that point quicker, right? Where I know a lot of day traders that are staying away from initial IPOs, they're right. in two or three or four days because of that drawback, yes. and they know give it a month give it or whatever, it's going to go back up to that. You know, they're going to gain that point. They're going to gain that whatever. But they want that initial pullback because that's been the trend this year. Yeah, and 
you know, to, to just, just to get back to the one thing I was saying, <clears throat> Rivian expects to go public uh, probably in 2022, not this year. And they're going at an eight, they're trying to go in an $80 billion value. And that's what happens when you take billions of dollars. Sure. From, uh, you know, Amazon and Ford and other companies. I just want to harp on this for one second. I just want to complain. Can I just complain? Absolutely. Go ahead. You haven't built anything. I can't go anywhere and buy a Rivian <laughs> truck. Okay? What? <clears throat> well, didn't Jeff Bezos drive one to his penis rocket that he shot into <laughs> the... Didn't he drive one out to that in his Texas hat? And That is a, that is not a Texas hat, my friend. That is a, that is a different kind of hat. Whatever. That, I'm that, just saying. That, that was a hat for a guy who drives an electric pickup truck. That's what that hat was. I exactly. just... So a lot of these, like, like, like the big man said, a lot of these valuations have become a little more realistic, but we're still living in a world where some of these companies haven't crossed profitability yet. Mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're going to the IPO route because they're, I'm, I'm, I'm saying on their behalf, they're thinking profitability may never come. It could be five years away from now. But uh, the investors of these companies, and again, I'm a free market guy, okay, to, to the... Right. <clears throat> but what we're seeing is companies realizing that, that the frenzy to invest on the stock market, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, is so strong on the, on the consumer investor side. Mm -hmm. And I, as a free market guy, do not blame these companies for going public when there is a frenzy to invest on the market, simply because I don't blame them for trying to make money because that's their job. Right. But there's <clears> a but difference between, like Rivian, I yeah. believe in my humble opinion, yeah. that they are, want to go public, especially at a, a, a valuation that size. 80 billion, yeah. Because they, want, they need that money to eventually become a profitable company. They need that influx because you sure. can only convince a certain number of venture capitalists to give you money before right. they start thinking. You can only go so many rounds before people stop giving you money, before they stop believing you, yada, yada. And then what's your next offering? Your average Joe, right? Investor and this kind of stuff. Right. So I, So there's a difference between that and like a Stripe, for example, that right. has a framework of a company, that, they're that profitable, they yeah. make money, it's a framework that's worked for all of our credit card processors in the world. Yep. There's a, And this is the part of investing that people don't take the time to learn, right? right. You got 375 IPOs in 2021, and there's going to be a percentage of them that are 100% garbage that nobody ever should invest in. Right. And there's going to be some of them that make a lot of money, And but in that everybody's trying to hit that home run. See, this is right. this is the part that scares me, and this is Danny doesn't care about this part where I think about it is because Danny believes in that free market, and if you're dumb enough, Danny believes that if you're dumb enough to invest in a dumb investment, and you end up getting zero dollars and losing all your money, then that's on you. Too bad, so sad. Nobody gives right. a crap. Where it's I'm, of, nobody. It's not that nobody gives a crap. It's that you learned a lesson, and that's all you're going to get for your money. And I don't know that you learned a lesson. <laughs> That's that might be true, but the point is, some people will spend three thousand dollars going to a university to take one class and not mm -hmm. learn anything. 
And if you take your $3,000 of capital and invest it and lose it, maybe you'll learn that you should be investing your money in things you understand and not the things you don't understand. And if you lose $3,000, duck it. Investing, like a lot of other things, for some reason, we go out and we learn from people we know instead right. of professionals, right? right. And I don't know why investing falls into that category like a lot of other things, but but we go to that Bob that's been yeah. that tells you all the time that he's making money day trading when Bob lives in a trailer or whatever. Right. But then you think Bob's going to give you the advice to become a millionaire, right? Bob Bob lives in a in a manufactured home, and he right. would prefer that you don't call it a trailer. It's well, a, it's okay, a tiny I'm house. sorry. I apologize. It's a, tiny it's, a, it's, house. it's a tiny house. But like, for example, I'll give you a great example. And Danny's going to hate this example. One of these companies that wants to go IPO before the end of the year um, is a company called Stronghold Digital Mining, which is a crypto company that mines crypto. Cryptocurrencies. Right. So it's not, you're not investing in cryptocurrency. You're no, investing you're in a company that, that mines, mines crypto company, hoping to be profitable one day with your investment to help them buy the mining equipment space, blah, blah, blah. This is a company that, that this is what I, I say about people that don't understand something, right? Is right. half the people that buy stock in this company, if it does go IPO, will think that they're investing in cryptocurrency when they're right. not at all. They right. are buying a company that is investing in cryptocurrency that that company will then in turn 100% benefit if that cryptocurrency right goes up or goes whatever, up. right? And this but kind you're of stuff. Investing, you're investing in crypto the slowest way possible if you're buying Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and but it, it will... It will bill itself as a an alternative way to invest in cryptocurrency, and and yeah. and and they'll have a marketing video that says you're investing in the the newest super thing. slick. Oh yeah, and and it'll and it'll be great, right? As far as they're concerned, and it and it'll that's the part where I get nervous about, right? You know, um, people making videos and they're paid to make these videos. Yeah. to sell something like that and then the average person buys it thinking they're going to hit the next home run the next game stop the next whatever and then they get into it and they lose their sh just lose their shorts when institutional investors are investing in other things and that's one of the first things i wish again i'm going to say this and convey this out there it's just my opinion if you're investing in a stock especially long term i want to invest in something long term one right. of the first things that you should look to find is if institutional investors, these are people that control other people's money, right? Right. Large funds and stuff like that are institutional investors purchasing that stock. Right. Because if you're investing someone else's money, you're way more leery about it than of if course. you're just investing yours and risking yours. If institutional right. investors are staying away from it completely... I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, if you know, it's because even in the GameStop situation, Michael Barry or Burry rather was signed capital management, which yes, was a huge was was an investor, and he's like, well, actually, if you look at their store locate, if you he's he because he, when we initially talked about GameStop, <clears throat> we the I hadn't done enough 
investigation to know that he was. And so when I later learned that, and he was talking about that, that Michael Berry had invested with his money, he was talking about why, well, that kind of made sense. Like there was the fundamentals of the business actually worked and each store location was very profitable. They had a backhand wholesale business. A lot of it made sense. So Dude, institutional investors will pay find millions of dollars to data. pay eggheads to yes. figure out what's going on, right? right. To, to, to take advantage of every loophole of knowledge, of data, yes. of crunching, of everything. And that's everything why that's, I say they understand they're not right all the time. No, they're not. Of course not. Nobody is. However, they're going to be more right more often because Correct. of the access to information and that kind of stuff. And and listen, I think there's a lot of investors out there that are, you know, they're watching the big short or whatever. You know, they saw that movie <laughs> and they went, yeah. geez, I need to, I, I want to be the guy. But we forget that the smallest player in that movie, which is based on through history, the smallest player in that movie, which was, he was laughed out of the lobby of several firms, mm -hmm. was playing with 20 something million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. They were an investor of $20 million and was laughed out of the lobby of huge in institutional investors. So I was talking to someone and he's like, well, I wanted to get into day trading, but these companies, man, they won't let you make any money. I was like, dude, if you're, if you're playing with less than $250 million, they don't know that you exist. Okay. <laughs> they don't, they don't, you're not even on their radar when you're dealing with people moving billions of dollars in assets around uh, the table, they're not paying attention to someone like. Well, you know. and he, to that, let, let me let me let me kind of draw this back in, and we'll finish yeah. up the story. When I take IPOs, which is what we're talking about, we talked about yes. SPACs a little bit, okay? Which is over another four hundred SPACs this year, so three hundred and seventy-five IPOs, over four hundred SPACs, right? By the end of the year is what they're expecting. 700 and something between the two. That, public. Yeah, that, their estimation for 2021, right? For companies that did not, as far as being publicly traded, did not, were not publicly traded as of last year. We right. have, we will see between the two yeah. a quarter of a trillion dollars so come from the billion. consumer fund. $250 billion will have been right. raised in 2021 from the yeah. masses. And that's that's more money than Bezos and uh, Gates and Musk have combined, I think, just about. I mean, there's it's getting close to that. Number. A quarter of a trillion dollars. Like, yeah. that's the amount of money that is out there for the taking just in right. 2021. Right. And by the way, these are all people that think that they're going to make more money than that from that. Of course, of course, that's why they're doing it, right? So, in 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 closing, I just want to say this: I am going to be taking my Delhi public and has four employees. <laughs> I'm referring to a story <laughs> earlier this year of a yes. Delhi that it was public, and people were trying to ascertain why this thing was worth what it was. I think it was worth ten million on paper. I think they had less than It was all about more. land, right? It was somewhere in New York uh, or New Jersey or New something Jersey, like New that, Jersey. where it was this old, right, land that was in the middle of what should be something else. It shouldn't be a deli. Uh, it should be a high rise. It should be a whatever. whatever. And their idea was, hey, let's let's leverage that to go IPO, right, or SPAC yeah. and keep our deli, right, in this and not sell it and yada, right. yada, which I give them all the props in the world for creativity 
Right. It didn't work out. They still had to. They still closed. But it. I mean that. That's pretty creative, right? right. I mean, and that wouldn't have been available to them ten years ago, twenty years right. ago. Yeah, it's it's called the hometown internet hometown deli in New Jersey, and uh, I was incorrect. The uh, hometown international has a had a hundred million dollar uh, market cap at one point. Um, <laughs> for a for a, a deli in New Jersey. Which, if you, even if what you're saying is is true, which I, let's presume it is, there's a hundred million dollar high rise in New Jersey, bro. There isn't. Okay. Well, I, I'm just talking for about some yeah, whatever whatever they're yep. wanting to do with it, right? You know what I'm saying? But that, there's no land in New Jersey that's worth a hundred million. I promise you. It's Jersey, okay. man. Uh, don't they have a bunch of hipsters up there living there now? No, that's they that all went to Brooklyn by now. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's gonna be an uh, no. That's gonna be an ad uh, now. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, hey, well all I'm but, saying is there's a lot of money out there, so uh, folks, yeah, get yours. Dollars for this deli. Yeah.